Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. With Navian tankless water heaters, You'll be able to enjoy all the hot water you need and reduce your gas bills. Right now, you can save hundreds thanks to local rebates and federal tax credits. Find your Navian contractor at tanklessmadesimple.com. All right, joining us now, NBA writer Mark Medina. Medina? Medina? Medina. Medina. I got it right the first time. time, Yes, yes, yes. Uh, So how was Vegas, man? It was fun. I mean, it was hot, uh, but thankfully, one, I kept my money this time because <laughs> I stayed away from the tables. But secondly, it was just fun seeing the atmosphere, most obviously with Victor Wembenyama. Yeah. Scoot Henderson lived up to it. So, yeah, the atmosphere was good, and I am of the camp that you are in, that Victor Wembenyama is the real deal, the sluggish debut, yeah. doesn't mean anything. He's going to be a special player. Yeah, yeah. So you wrote a big piece for the Sporting Tribune about what's uh, – Vegas is just popping right now with the NBA. They're going to have a team there, I guess, in a few years. Adam Silver hasn't confirmed it, but essentially has confirmed it. Yeah, Adam Silver uh, was talking at a, a convention earlier this week um, where he said that it there's a bigger priority with like the TV rights deal that expires after the 2024 20, mm. Season, but when I talk to people, you know, in Vegas, it felt like it wasn't a matter of when, but if. And so, with that, I wouldn't expect anything imminent because there are a few things: the TV rights deal. They have to figure out, okay, will there be another team that is expanded? How do they handle the whole revenue sharing? Um, is it a new arena, an existing arena? If it's a new arena, is it public, publicly owned, privately financed? But those things will eventually clear, so we don't know when it will happen, but it will definitely yeah, happen. It's, it's been a haven for hoops. I mean, they got the Golden Knights. They got um, the NFL team moved there. 
Um, there's another team in uh, in oh, the, the Oakland A's are supposed to be moving to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Aces and WNBA, the Aces, yeah. WNBA yeah. Champions. defending champions. Yeah. So the NBA is going to be the last one there, I guess, right? Yeah, and look through the NBA space, they already have had some you know roots down there. I mean, summer league's been there since 2004. They have exhibition games, most notably with the Lakers. You know, they have this inaugural NBA Con event. It's like kind of like the Comic Con for yeah. NBA fans. Not, not they got my... the in-season <laughs> tournament. I know there's mixed yes. feelings about it. But they're going to have the semifinals championship game there. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, quickly on the in-season tournament, I think it's oh, I think it's fine. I'm palatable. Is it the people online who don't like it? They are already NBA haters, and they were going to hate whatever <laughs> the NBA is proposing. Like, what, what's wrong with making an in-season tournament spice up the, the league a little bit? I don't well, look, uh, I think it's wait and see, but the NBA, they coordinated with players, teams, they consulted, they gave feedback. I think that there is a, uh, a some skepticism of, is it actually going to address the regular season problems with just how much lack of importance or decrease importance it's been placed on? Now, in fairness to the NBA, they said that they've been brainstorming this idea like 15 years ago. Oh, so this predates load management issues, but... I think that there could be this division of like young up and coming teams that care about it versus teams that are in that championship mix that are like, you know what? No thanks to the gold cup, right? But to placate some of that outside of the semifinals championship game, those games are going to count in the stand-ins for the regular season. But I don't know if it'll fully address regular season complacency, mm -hmm. but at least add something you know, to the NBA calendar that gets people to tune. And the last thing on this, Jason, some people push back, well, why have it in December or November? That's when NFL college football season is going on. That's fair. But the thought process of why having it then as opposed to later in the season is there was a fear that it would take away the momentum of All-Star Weekend mm -hmm. and as well as kind of like the buildup when yeah. players are trying to well, tout their yeah, candidacy. I think they picked a weekend between the conference championships for college football and bowl season, so it's like going to be fine. But one thing I liked... I don't know who floated this, um, but the idea of what if the winner of this in-season tournament got like an extra draft pick, whether it was like after the lottery or at the end of the first round, would that incentivize teams to make, like if you're the owner of the team or the front office, you want to now try to win the thing. You're getting an extra, you know, what, the 16th pick or the 31st, whatever it is. Like there would be more incentive, but I, I don't know, that... I guess it didn't gain any traction. That, that could work from a franchise standpoint. Look, there's cash incentives for you know the championship winner and loser, semifinal, yeah, quarterfinal. But, quarter the guys final, but that's so much it's not as yeah. much. It might mean something for the rookie guys, but yeah, for the like star the players, guy, you know, minimum guy. Yeah, the star players. And I do wonder in future in season tournaments, what if the games are weighted? You know, they say that outside of the semifinal championship games, the other games count as regular season games. But what if you know, that win is considered more valuable in the standings than the quote-unquote normal regular season games. Mm. Maybe that addresses it more. But, look, I think the bottom line is how it plays out in real time crystallizes. I know that there was skepticism post-bubble about resuming the, the playing tournament during normal seasons. But once teams found out, like the Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks, hey, this is our pathway to get in the playoffs – all of a sudden, they yeah. liked that over the well, traditional eighty-two game. Don't you think that's seeds. historical? Like yeah. any people are so resistant to any kind of change, and then after just a little bit of experience, oh, this is not that bad. Yeah. You know, I kind of dig it. For instance, uh, I think a lot of people are nervous that LeBron is 
near the end of his career. Steph Curry's 35. Kevin Durant's getting old and injured. Like, we're, it's almost not equivalent to, but like the end of Brady and Manning. Remember, the, people were so concerned about the NFL. Well, here we are, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Like, it, not a problem at all. Who do you think in that next group? Because we've seen Zion teetering, John Morant issues. Who do you think has that next? Is it international players, or are there any American players that jump out like having next here in the next few years? Well, look, uh, we're talking about in the now and in the future. I mean, Nikola Jokic won the yeah. championship, right? And he's in his prime. So, But I think the superior question of like who is the next young star it is John Morant, but it's about, okay, is he going to finally learn his lessons now that he's opening the season with a lengthy suspension? Is he going to change his behavior? But from a talent standpoint and production standpoint, he has been mm. the guy, and I think that's what's made this whole situation disappointing. He clearly was on that pathway of becoming the face of the league. He still can become the face of the league, but he's obviously got to clean some things yeah, up. Yeah, I don't non-shooting guard but uh, and, and look Victor Wembanyama like that's that's yes, the guy, yes, that's the guy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting you mentioned Jokic you mentioned Wembanyama and you know I saw this video Will Barton on a podcast talking about how Carmelo Anthony for me he's one of the 15 best guys ever and I kind of went on a rant earlier like I feel like that's what's wrong right now with American basketball and why the international guys are coming in and dominating it's like Carmelo to me not a winning player he's all about Carmelo and scoring and offensive and that's great but that thing he got out of the first round twice in his career, Mark. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Where, where are you on, like, what's going on right now with the American NBA basketball player? Well, especially with Carmel, look, Syracuse guy, so I love him. Yes, but yes. When, when we were talking about best, one of the best players of all time, no, he's one of the best scorers of all yeah. time. And while maybe he doesn't deserve all the blame for things not working out in Denver, New York, Oklahoma City, <laughs> you know, look – he adjusted his game much later than when it was asked of him to do. And so while he did kind of leave on a happier note than when Houston waived him, the fact that he wasn't fully adapting to the modern NBA caught up to him. But yeah, no doubt, he's one of the best scorers. I would argue, even though LeBron is number one of this generation, he's the best scorer, but he's he's not one of the best players right. of all time. Certainly deserves that top 75 distinction, top 50. But when you're talking about top 15, top yeah, 10, I think insanity. that's a stretch. But to your broader question about American players, international players, it's not necessarily anything new, but I think that what we've seen is clearly not only is there an infusion of international growth of players, but they're star players, they're franchise-changing players, and it's just a much different culture where it's team-oriented, it's fundamentally sound, where American, it's more individual and talent-based and what's in it for me. And look, you can be successful a lot of times, but there's been a lot of turbulence because they, yeah. they, they don't have that tough coaching and adherence to fundamentals as some of the international stars have. Um, we talked about it this week. Chris Paul was asked by some reporters, I don't know if you were in the scrum there, but yeah. uh, about coming off the bench, and he goes, you coaching? <laughs> uh, and, and now there's a report from, I think, the Athletics saying he wants to be in the starting lineup with Curry and Clay. I mean, Mark... Uh, the, the the Warriors starting five last year when they played together had the best net rating in the league of any starting five group. This Chris Paul thing doesn't seem to be off to a great start. It's not off to a great start, but I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that this is more of optics and the fact that Chris Paul is a competitor. I do have my questions about his durability and his health because, yeah. you know, uh, even though he's doing all the right things, just father time's crept up on him at the worst possible moments the past two uh, postseasons. But I think from an X's and O's standpoint, 
will Chris Paul have some frustrations with a reduced role? Yes. Will there be some competitive tension-filled moments? Sure. I mean, Chris Paul is a demanding player, so is Draymond Green. But I think from an X's and O's standpoint, one of the underrated things about Chris Paul is that he adjusts pretty well as far as playing with other guys, X's and O's, not personality, okay, X's and O's. Right. And I think that they have the temerity with Steph, Clay, and Draymond to make that work, even though he's had some struggles you know, late in the season po- recently with his outside shooting. He has adjusted moving on and off the ball. He is an efficient scorer. Mm-hmm. He is fine with passing. So I think from that standpoint, it can work. But I do have questions about the health standpoint. And while there might be some frustrating moments, I think that it's – it's less concerning if it came from the guise of, you know, someone who's more obsessed about his numbers than winning. Um, so, yeah, but All we'll right. see. There's a lot of moving parts. We're, we're looking deep into the future on the last question here. Uh, two-parter. What franchise does Joel Embiid play for next? <laughs> and what franchise does Giannis play for next? Assuming you think they're, either of them would leave Embiid, we'll see how happy he is with what happens with Harden. Um, and then Giannis, of course, aging core. He's got his extension. Uh, I think he's eligible in like September. Um, your thoughts on Embiid and Giannis, who probably are the next two big stars to move unless you think Carl Anthony Towns is in that category. Yeah, well, look, Jason, under the guise of the NBA is always fluid, always unpredictable. Yes. I think Giannis stays with Milwaukee. Uh, I, I think that they're going to be a bunch better team next, uh, this upcoming season. You know, they were able to retain. Better than per- the number one seed? Uh, better than last season's first-round flame yeah, out. Yeah. But look, they, they retained Chris Middleton. They retained Brooke Lopez. They added his brother. They have a new coach, Adrian Griffin, that Giannis is a fan of. So I think that he is going to be there long-term. Now, Joel Embiid, um, that remains to be seen. But I do think, I wouldn't rule out that next season, not only is J- Joel Embiid there, but I could also see James Harden being there. Because just because he's asked out doesn't mean that Daryl Morey is necessarily going to make the trade just for the sake Mm. of it. And he has had a track record of being comfortable with the awkwardness. Ben Simmons, for example, he waited until the trade deadline until he found a deal, ironically, for James Harden. I wouldn't be surprised that because Daryl Morey's standard is so high of, look, I view our roster being championship contending worthy, that because of that baseline, he's not going to find a deal Mm. that he wants. Therefore, he's going to say, you know what? James Harden, under contract, and we'll keep you next yeah, season. I love optimistic, Mark. So so positive about Chris <laughs> More Paul. reasonable, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mark Medina. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Uh, Alex Curry with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news! This is the Herdline News. Well, let's get started in the NFL because Brock Purdy is still recovering from a torn UCL injury that he suffered in last season's NFC Championship game. But he's been reportedly doing well in rehab and according to NBC Sports Bay Area, remains on track for the 49ers season opener against the Steelers, adding bearing any setbacks. The team hopes that Purdy can return to action at some point late in training camp. So this is great news for the 49ers. Mm. Again, you don't want to rush anything like yeah. this. It is an elbow injury. It is your throwing arm. But Purdy went 7-0 as a starter last season. Got him all the way to the mm-hmm. NFC Championship before getting injured with this elbow injury. And as we saw, he's won over the locker room. Like, if he can be there to start the season, and again, you hope you don't rush him back too soon, this is this could be great for the 49ers. Oh boy, between your positivity and Mark's, I feel like I'm the one being negative here. So, <laughs> Alex, their right tackle, uh, McGlinchey, ended up going to Denver. Yeah. And, you know, Purdy's coming off the pretty tough elbow surgery, right? Like It's, it's close to Tommy John, but wasn't as bad. So, like, the if you're, like, thinking about it, it's UCL. It wasn't, like, the full reconstruction that we usually see with Major League Baseball pitchers. Yeah. But it was... If it was a major, so high it was a major surgery. Don't you just not rush him back and say, listen, don't worry about week one, bro. Oh, by the way, we're facing TJ Watt and the Steelers, who have one of the nastiest pass rushes in the league. Hey, we'll slow play it. Let's put Sam Darnold out there as a sacrificial yeah. lamb. I, I, I just, I'm not rushing Purdy back. I, I wouldn't rush him either, especially in a very aggressive tackle sport where people know you are coming back from a serious injury. Yeah, they're coming that after is going you. to be a focal point of trying to hurt someone. I, I, you have to believe that they're not going to rush him back just to be in game one. But if he's on track, you got to let him come back. He, I'm sure Purdy wants to get back. Hey, I was the oh, yeah. dead last pick in the draft. If Darnold starts and is amazing, or hell, if Trey Lance shows up finally and does something, do I not get a second chance? Like, do, do they just ride him if he looked good? So, yeah, it's a tough one. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to baseball because we are on Shohei Otani watch right now because Otani could be making one of his final starts tonight for the Angels with the trade deadline just over two weeks away. Otani is coming up on free agency and expected to command a reported $700 million contract this offseason. The latest update comes from John Morosi, who says the Angels front office will consider incoming trade offers for Otani and are not ruling out a trade deadline deal. 
The Angels' performance on the team's upcoming homestand will be a major determining factor, but at this point, many in the industry view a trade as unlikely. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. They're, they're facing division rival Astros this weekend, but the Angels have been 1-9 in nine in their last 10 games. They Ooh. just lost Mike Trout for one to two months with his hand injury, and I've been very vocal about what the Angels should do in this situation, right? You have the best player in the game right now, possibly that we've seen in our lifetime, a two-way player, right? He's a free agent at the end of the season. He's made it very clear he wants to be on a winning team since he's been with the Angels, since Mike Trout's been with the Angels over a decade. They have not won a playoff game. Shohei Otani has never played in a playoff game. So it's... It's very likely that he's not going to re-sign with the Angels once he becomes a free agent at the end of the season. So right now, if the Angels don't trade him and you don't get anything in return for the best player in the game, that is an extremely bad business deal. But then if you want to look on the Angels side of things and you try to put on the Angels hat, you have the best player in the game. Don't you want to try to do everything in your power to try to keep the best player in the game? You might get Mike Trout back for the last month or two of the season. You might be able to make a slight push for a wild card spot. You might be able to win a couple playoff games. And then maybe there's a slight chance that you could get Otani to stay on your team. But there's a lot of maybes and a lot of ifs, ands, or buts if that can happen. You could get so much for your franchise. Your fans won't be happy right now trading away the face of the franchise. I... He is everything. Him and Mike Trout are everything for that franchise. But you could rebuild. You could get minor league players. You can get major league star players right now for Shohei Otani. So it's going to be a very interesting two weeks to see if the Angels make a move. I was just looking at the Astros starter tonight, J.P. France. Not very familiar with his work. This feels like, I I know it's July, but it kind of feels like must win tonight. It is. Come out of the break, end the losing streak. Yes. Get the W with Otani. And maybe he looks incredible and drives up his his value, if that's even possible on the trade market. He's already, like, he is an extreme MVP favorite already right now, which is also crazy because I don't know if we've seen an MVP traded midseason, if that were to happen. Um, He is the most valuable player in the game of baseball right now. And... I do not believe he's going to resign with the Angels next season once he becomes a free agent. So what are the Angels going to do? You either can get something for the best player in the game before the trade deadline. You got a little over two weeks. Or you kind of milk him for all you have for the remainder of the season. Get all the jerseys out. Get all the giveaways out. And then he's gone. And you got nothing for him. Yeah, that would be bad. It feels like these are a pivotal two weeks for baseball. It is. You've got Otani. I would pump out. Trade rumor after trade rumor. The only other things going on, Women's World Cup starts in the 20th. Yeah, 20th. So you got July 20th. And then NFL training camps open. And then it's going to be all NFL. So MLB should be milking this for all they can. I I, I would, you know, I want to hear, I want to start to read about trade offers. Like, what prospects are the Mariners? Uh, What prospects are the Giants? What are they putting on the table for Otani? I I would dig into that. Yeah. It's. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're good. We're uh, the world should be on Shohei Otani watch right now, and he's on the mound tonight. So, <sighs> this is today's the first day though we got a report saying that the Angels were willing to look at trade offers. So that's the first step. That that was the first little Love clue. It. I know. All right. Well, let's uh, let's switch over to some soccer because last up, Lionel Messi made 
Major news earlier this summer after he announced he was leaving PSG for the MLS. Messi is now stateside ahead of his introduction to Inter-Miami on, on Sunday. But the bigger news is that the worldwide superstar still goes out and buys his own groceries, J-Mac. Check it out. Messi <laughs> was seen at the grocery store yesterday shopping. Uh, and his shopping cart kind of caught everyone's eye. Fans were coming up to him. Look I mean, at that. look at that grandma. She's all fired up. I mean, look at it. But that's not a bomb. Superstars. Uh, Alex, in They're Argentina? like us. It's wall-to-wall chaos. Oh, the if, moment if they find messy. out yeah. where he's eating, the streets are packed, everything's going crazy. I mean, but the messy effect has already started happening, just to give you like a couple a couple notes here. Ticket prices went up over 1,000% after Messi announced he was coming to Miami. Uh, their followers on the Inter-Miami account went up by 1.3 million followers just in four hours. They were at 1 million. Now they're all the way up to 8.7 million. And can we just talk about how incredible of an investment this was by David Beckham, the owner of the team. He bought the team for $25 million. It is now valued at $6 million, soon to be $1 billion because of Messi. Wow. 25 mil to 6 bill? Well, no, it's at 600 million million, right now. But like it's expected and yeah. soon to be they expect yeah. it to be but by the way i know the texts bill. were flying in florida hey messi's at the grocery store people yeah. i'm sure came over because steph curry was at my gym like four years ago and all these you know i'm on some dad text chains dude he's over at the bake club you got to go check it out yeah i didn't go but i know some people who did go hoping to see him messi is like the biggest star i think on the planet he is like if you're thinking about most famous right now it's Probably like Messi, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce. Those are like the three biggest names yeah. Yeah, pop yeah. culturally. Yeah, that's fair. I think so. And like, I'm excited for Messi against uh, LAFC, against a Galaxy. It's Fired up. Be great. All right, Alex with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. All right, next in best for last, Alex Curry will test my Jets knowledge in a trivia game. I will probably fail miserably, but I'm a Jets fan. Believe it. That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition 
made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Back here on the herd, what's poppin'? Little Jack Harlow. I saw him over the weekend. He performed at the players' party. Oh, how was that? Yeah, it was great. He apparently is in uh, White Men Can't Jump, the new one. I haven't seen it. Is it good? I haven't seen it either, but... I saw him live on Monday night, and he was awesome. Oh, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Um, I Listen, I'm nervous about this quiz, Alex. Okay, I'm nervous uh, for I you. Have, I, I've been a Je- I was born in New York. I've been a yep. Jets fan since, you so know. you should get this. Mid-late 80s when I was a little kid. I didn't want to like the local Washington uh-huh. Redskins at you the time. Get this. So I liked the Jets, and okay. here comes a lot of failure. Let's, let's fire away. Which of the following players has not had their jersey retired by the Jets? Joe Namath, Curtis Martin, Darrell Rivas, Joe Klecko. That is incredibly difficult. Well, it, uh, cross off Namath. Okay. Um, I got to cross off Klecko. I think they they had to have. No, oh, is Rivas still? Too, is he? Oh, it's either Martin or Rivas. Um, I, I guess I'll say Rivas just because he's the youngest. Yes! Yeah. Woo! Got one. All right. On he's to the very next. Very nervous. All right. How many seasons has the Jets franchise been active? 60, 62, 64, or 66? I'm just throwing a dart here. This is like a cowherd question because he was around in the 70s liking sports. Uh, Let's go 64. Yeah! Oh, really? Honestly, I had Should no clue. play some good bets not, today. By the way, I haven't seen the questions. No cheating. My computer is closed. Mm-hmm. Music is stunned over there. He's like, wow. Oh I know. Right. Okay, on to the next. Which Jets linebacker is best known for the hit that bent Drew Bledsoe oh. and started Tom Brady's career? Yeah. Jonathan Vilma. Mo Lewis. Marvin Jones. Tom Pace. That would be Mo Lewis. There it is. All right, moving on to the next. Rocking and rolling. What do I get if I go perfect, baby? Yes. Which Jets quarterback holds the record for most fumbles (laughs) in a single game? Do you know it? No. Brownie Nagel? I don't even know. Mark Sanchez? Nagel. Chad Peddington? Geno Smith? Ooh, 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 ooh. (sighs) Brownie Nagel. It was quite terrible. Um... Sanchez, or it has to be Sanchez or Geno Smith. I don't think they would lower the boom on. S- no, they would. Mark Sanchez. Nope. Pennington was six. Perfection okay. will not happen today. It's okay. He fumbled six times in a game. Uh huh. <laughs> oh yep. On to the next. Damn it, Jim. What were the New York Jets originally called? The Propellers, the Joes, the Aviators, or the Titans? Titans? Yep. Oh, You're having good the guesses aviators. here. Yes, yes, yes. What is the name of the Jets' shade of green? <laughs> Gang green, Gotham green, emerald green, chartreuse green. Chartreuse is chartreuse. not green. That is not even green. Nice there try, is, there Scott. There is a yellow, um, greenish. I'm going to go emerald. 
Gotham. Fudge! I didn't think Gotham oh, was, was even was a green. Like, no, he's not going to say that. Okay, good. I'm really oh, happy you get that together. Okay, on to the next. What is Fireman Ed's real name? Oh, come on. Edwin, Edward, Eduardo, Jeff. <laughs> Why would you ask about... I, I honestly don't like Fireman Ed. Like, I, I think it's, it's a, a sticky act. Take a pick. Edward. Edwin. It's okay. In the last 10 seasons, how many times have the Jets finished last in the division? Four times, five times, six times, seven times. This is another dart throw, but uh... In the last 10 seasons. I want to say six, but I'll just go seven. Yep. Right. There you go. It's a good one. There's a lot of futility in New York. Which coach, on to the next question, which coach has had the worst winning percentage while coaching <laughs> the Jets? Oh. Not Herm. Herm Edwards. It's not Rex. Rex. Ryan. Todd Bowles. I, I think it's got him. I mean, Salah's only been there for two seasons. I think it's him. It is. Robert Salah. Yeah. Oh, Poor All guy. right. You're actually doing pretty well here. You got two more. Which is higher? The Jets' cumulative wins over the last three years or Otani's oh June home run gosh. total? Last Jets win 13 over the last three years. Otani hit 15 home runs in June. Oh, shoot. I oh, just you just you. gave me the answer. I'll go with Otani. I'll go. Thank you, Alex. I was going to try to tally the Jets in my head, that but thank you. That was such a brain fart move yes, right there. It's all good. I needed that. You're welcome. You're like, I, I can't. Whoa, look at this. I got so, oh. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. What school age was Alex Curry when the Jets last won the AFC East? Preschool, elementary school, middle school, or high school? Wait. Well, they. it has to be high school. They won the AFC East with Rex. No? Middle school in 1998. Oh, my goodness. Wait. Isn't that the last? Isn't that high school? Nah, they 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 didn't. Full, I don't know if there was actually a high school. Photo we'll, we'll, we'll not count that one against me yeah. if you don't know. Well, the last wow. two, I ruined. I ruined the second to last one. I was so used to thank you to yeah. reading everything. So I, that I did was better than I thought. I can't believe I did that. Listen, I asked Scott. I can't believe I did that. I asked him. I said, "Can I get an Altoon question last night? Yeah. No Altoon reference. That was my favorite Jet of all time. Altoon." Yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's okay. disappointing, Scott. You actually did pretty well. Yeah. Do you know your total? How many did you miss? Like I, three or four? Gee, I thought it was like closer to two, but uh, who's counting? You know, it's well, no big deal. Well, I, I gave one away. What do you got this weekend, Alex? Any music shows? You No, I any have travel? nothing tomorrow, and I am so excited. Oh, wow. Because I've been going for like three weeks straight. That's right. Yeah. Busy. I'm excited. Yeah. Just hang out with my nothing. puppies, go to the beach. Chillax. We are going to start the new season with the guy from The Office. What's that show he's in? I don't know. You know Tell the, me, though, because I, I need Jack like Ryan, a, thank you. Oh, there have you go. Have you watched any of the no. other seasons? Oh, it's really no. good. Okay. Uh, I forget his name. So add it to the Jack queue. Ryan, excellent. John Krasinski, yes, ah, yes, yes. Ah, okay. Good show. That, that wasn't me, folks. That was Ryan. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I, I didn't. That's I great. spaced on it. I'm watching so many shows now. Yeah. Watching The Chosen. It's about Jesus. I don't know. Okay. A little, a little religious. No, I haven't seen uh, for that one yet. 17 people who are religious in the I'm going to watch quarterbacks. Quarterbacks should be good. Yes, yeah. yes. All right. Uh, I think that's the show. Uh, first Things Maybe? First is up next, probably. I'm Ron Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.